Assalamu alaikum. You can go ahead, start. Bismillah, go ahead. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wanajimida hawa. Ma dolla sahibukum wa ma gawa. Wama yantiqanil hawa in huwa illa wahiyuha. Allamahu shadidul kuwa. وَلَقَدْ رَآهُ نَزْلَةً أُخْرَى عِنْدَ سِدْرَةِ الْمُنْتَهَى عِنْدَهَا جَنَّةُ الْمَأْوَى إِذْ يَغْشَى السِّدْرَةَ مَا يَغْشَى مَا زَاغَ الْبَصَرُ وَمَا طَغَى لَقَدْ رَآ مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِ الْكُبْرَى أَفَرَأَيْتُمُ اللَّاتَ وَالْعُزَّى وَمَنَاتَ الثَّالِثَةَ الْأُخْرَى أَلَكُمُ الذَّكَرُ وَلَهُ الْأُنْثَى تِلْكَ إِذَا قِسْمَةٌ ضِيزَى إِنْ هِيَ إِلَّا أَسْمَاءٌ سَمَّيْتُمُوهَا سَمَّيْتُمُوهَا أَنْتُمْ وَآبَاؤُكُمْ سَمَّيْتُمُوهَا أَنْتُمْ وَآبَاؤُكُمْ مَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ بِهَا مَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ بِهَا مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ يَتَّبِعُونَ إِلَّا الظَّنَّ وَمَا تَهْوَى الْأَنْفُسُ وَلَقَدْ جَاءَهُمْ مِنْ رَبِّهِمُ الْهُدَى أَمْ لِلْإِنْسَانِ مَا تَمَنَّى فَلِلَّهِ الْآخِرَةُ وَالْأُولَى وَكَمْ مِنْ مَلَكٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ لَا تُغْنِي لَا تُغْنِي شَفَاعَتُهُمْ شَيْئًا إِلَّا إلا من بعد أن يأذن الله لمن يشاء ويرضى ما شاء الله تقبر الله بارك الله فيك مفتي ساب السلام عليكم الحمد لله what are you doing man I just want to be on the uh, the, the right side of the screen so I can see myself uh, in the right place. I'm just used to seeing myself on that side. Yesterday, you messed me up. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. Hi, Nibajan. Assalamu alaikum, Rahmatullah. Mashallah, beautiful qira'ah, beautiful qira'ah. Alhamdulillah, Allah accept him and bless him and his family, inshallah, with the best of both worlds. You know, uh, let me ask you first, how are you doing, Mufti Saab? I'm good, man. Second day or second or third day of i'tikaf. Just hanging in there. We have a beautiful, beautiful um, 10, 10 to 12 youngsters with us together. And uh, we're having a great time doing ibadah. Alhamdulillah, it's good. Alhamdulillah. I'm a governor, man. Too many people in that. In the 
<laughs> oh, come on, man. No, we're, we're social distance. We have 80,000 square feet building over here. Only 10 of us. Okay, that's fine. I, well, this, uh, you know, I, I had this severe headache after iftar today. And uh, it's the first time this Ramadan where I took a little nap after iftar. Five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, this power nap. And uh, had, the headache was there until I saw your beautiful face. Oh, my God. So you popped up on the screen. It was like, all the worries in my head just disappeared. So you got, we got to keep you on the screen, Mufti Saab. What's going on? Tell me how's life? Everything's well? What, you're, you're, I know, I'm excited about today's surah, Mufti Saab. Well, how, how'd, you, how'd you do with me without, uh, yesterday at 1 o'clock without me? You did fine? Mufti Doha was great. I, I honestly, he young man, mashallah, I, I, he impressed me. Very good guy. Very good guy, mashallah. You know, you need to drink your Starbucks. No, my my Starbucks. You know, I got my I got my tea. I think the tea that my wife made for me it's going to be more than enough today, inshallah. <laughs> Hopefully, she didn't poison me. <laughs> so, let's go ahead. You know, this is the surah that I've been waiting for, and yes, in surah Yasin. So, in surah Yasin is something that everyone knows about, talks about, reads. Please, Mufti Sab, I, I, I'm really excited to hear your perspective on Surah Yasin. So, Bajan, a uh, few things. We have to just, of, of course, remind the audience that today, uh, the Jews that we're talking about is the 23rd Jews. The yes. 23rd Jews has uh, Surah Yasin. It's Surah Yasin begins the 22nd Jews, 23rd Jews, and then we have Surah Safat and Surah Saad. Uh, we, we will discuss somewhat all three. We'll try to give allocate some time for each one of them. Um, Surah Yasin, of course, but then what, what greater virtue is there in the world that the people of Jannah, when they enter into Jannah, they will only be reciting two surahs. One is Surah Taha and the other is Surah Yasin. I, wow. mean, I mean, in Jannah, the only portion of the Quran that you're going to be reciting is Surah Yasin and Surah Taha. I mean, that's to me the greatest virtue of Surah Yasin. Were these two surahs recited to the heavens and the earth before Allah created the creation? Surah Yasin. Surah Yasin Taha, they were recited. Before. Before the creation of the heavens and the earth. And isn't the hadith, Absolutely. Everything has a heart. And the heart of the Quran is Yasin. What is the bride and the groom of the Quran? The beauty of the Quran? You tell us, Bajan. Come on, Muftisab. It's a favorite surah of the, all the Desis. Favorite. Surah Rahman. 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 <laughs> You know, it's 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 my favorite. When like when the aunties and the uncles would ask, Sheikh Sab, Habib when are you reading Surah Rahman?" I'm like, what do you mean? like the whole Quran we have, you know. But Rahman ka parre, Rahman, you know, Rabbi Allah, Rabbi Kabatukat Divan, you know. So they 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 would come for that, and they just it was there's something about that surah. So that is that is the urus of Quran. That is the beauty of the Quran, and the heart of the Quran is Surah Yasin. Absolutely. And but then the other thing is about, we know some of the virtues, but it's a beautiful virtue of Surah Yasin. Uh, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, he says, إِنَّ فِي الْقُرْآنِ لَسُورَةً He says, there's a surah in the Qur'an that intercedes on behalf of the one who recites it. And it is a means of forgiveness for the one who hears it. أَلَا وَهِيَ سُورَةُ Yasin. It is a surah of Yasin. تُدْعَى فِي التَّوْرَاتِ الْمُعِمَّةِ the name of Surah Yasin in reference to it in Tawrat in the previous book was as Mu'imma. Mu'imma comes from the word Am, general. It is the one that generalizes. 
it, and so mu'imma means that thing, and then so the Sahaba said very general. They're not yeah, specific. It's, it's not specific. Sahaba said, "Ya Rasulullah, wa mal mu'imma? What does mu'imma mean?" Mm-hmm. And then he explained it. He said, "Ta'amu sahibaha bi khairi dunya wa tadfa'u anha ahawil al-akhira wa tudad dafi'ata wal-qadiyata." He said the reason why it's called mu'imma it's because it brings general all the all the khair of this dunya. It brings it for the person all the goodness and benefits of this world. It brings it for the person who recites it. And it removes all the difficulties of akhirah, right? Ibn Abbas says, Man hina yusbih, yusra A person who wakes up in the morning and recites Surah Yasin, the entire day becomes easy for that person. And a person who recites it at night before all the entire night becomes easy for that person. The you know, sleep, everything becomes easy for that person. Someone came up to one of my teachers and said, You know, I recite Surah Yasin in the morning. And uh, my difficulty doesn't go away. What should I do? He said, recite it again. <laughs> Don't change. The, this is a prescription of the Prophet You know, you're asking for another prescription. This is the only one that works. Maybe you didn't recite it with yaqeen. Maybe you didn't recite it with conviction. Maybe you didn't recite it with uh, accountability and, you know, present mindness. So be mindful and recite it. But he says, recite, recite it again. So again, as a summary, we understand that Surah Yasin is very, very powerful. Man a person who recites Surah Yasin on behalf of uh, their loved ones or when they enter into a graveyard, Allah removes the punishment from the loved ones and deceased just by you as the one who's living reciting Surah Yasin. It's a very powerful surah. No, but Jan, surah, surah Yasin has, man, like I have, it takes I have me. To ask you, and then I want you, I want to tell I'm going to tell you. What is your favorite verse in Surah Yasin? And then I'll tell you mine. I don't have a favorite verse, but I can't. Every single verse I can speak honestly. I can speak about every every single verse for like a, like for for hours. Really, my favorite verse. If you like, if you ask me if I was to speak about one thing at the beginning, which which will hold my breath, it's the first few verses. But you know why? Check this you know out. What? I want to take off for a second. Like I know a lot of people are tuning in with their children, with their families, with their grandchildren. If you can please send their names. Give them, I'll try to give them a shout out. Move this up. This is Yasin. Today's Yasin. Let's give these kids a little bit gift. You know, I have so many people calling me, and there's so many people who have, with their families are tuning in. We've you've been with us from the beginning. If not, you joined us later, but you're with us today, tonight, until the end, inshallah. And I really appreciate that your children are learning with us and they're sitting with you. And I'm I'm just you know, Muftisab, I am so humbled that the children, the youth, are excited to listen to you. That yeah. is that is something I find very beautiful. And I want the kids to know if they read Yasin every day in the morning, they get the whole day. All the needs are taken care of, inshallah. Go ahead. I want to I, I asked you that question, and you're not answering. You give me one of those, you know, those shady answers where someone asks their parent, like, who's your favorite child? All of you are my favorite child, children. <laughs> but like, but the reality is that there has to be one verse that you are really like, this is my favorite verse in this ayah, surah. We have we have some Yasin. What Mudasar by saying his son's name is Yasid, mashallah. Mashallah. MashaAllah. And all these kids are watching, mashallah. May Allah make them the coolness of their parents' eyes and make them just like how my brother and I are speaking about Quran. You know, make may may us may we be an inspiration for them that one day they will be having conversations about the Quran. Wallahi, what we're doing here is just to inspire the next generation. That you know, what? Qasim, they say baby Qasim is locked in. This is um, our brother Khuram. His child, mashallah. And my biggest fan is Qasim, man. He's sitting there watches me all the time, mashallah. I love him. Is that watching me? Huh? No, no, he doesn't. You're, you're too. You rated R for that kid, man. <laughs> oh, you know, see advice, advisory, just you know, advisory. You know, um, um, the, the words that we use are too advanced in the science for these kids. But khalas. 
All right, move this up. There are a lot of kids that are joining. See that all those kids who are joining. It's unbelievable. You know, mashallah. Um, uh, move this up. My favorite verse. Move this up. Ammar, if you don't have kids, get married, and we'll talk about it next year, inshallah. He's, he's engaged. He's engaged. He's lucky. He's engaged. Alright, <laughs> um, Mashallah. Go ahead. My favorite verse in this ayah is like, like I know because you know so much about the surah. The, my favorite verse are like two of them. They kind of like they go back and forth. There's like this powerful verse and then there's this warning on the same side like it's happening too close to each other you know like you know when something happens like too close to each other you're like man it's like it's a shake up um, verse number uh, 58 and 59 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in salam and then there's a pause there's like literally you, you stop salam rahim. so you I'm talking about the greeting of Allah that Allah is going to give you when we enter Jannah and the next verse after that, which is itself so beautiful, like I'm visualizing Allah saying salam to all of us in Jannah. Like how you were saying, this will be recited in Jannah. But imagine this verse being recited, this surah being recited in Jannah, and then Allah in real time saying salam to you. And the next verse, And today we want all those who are criminals to separate themselves from the people of Jannah. This happening like too close to each other. It's like, you know, one is getting a gold medal and one is failing in the same line. It's just... It's too much happening in those two verses. So I find that that to be like, in one part I'm getting so excited. In the second ayah, I'm getting, I'm getting, becoming anxious. Like, whoa, I don't want to be amongst those who are separated from Allah and His paradise. That's These are my two favorite verses in the surah. Yeah, but then, so I, I, the surah starts off very powerful. And that's my, so I guess I will say that this, you know, this this verse is very, very dear to my heart. And it, it, we don't understand it until you understand the context of it. You see the surahs reveal Allah says Yasin wal Quran al Hakim. Allah is taking oath by the Quran. The mm. one who sent the Quran down is taking oath by the Quran. That's huge. So That's huge. Imagine how power you now we take wallahi wallahi, but here's Allah, the one who sent the Quran down, not just taking an oath by washamsi wa duhaha or wal lady da yaksha, wal nahali da tadla. I mean, he takes an oath by many different things. But in this oath, in the heart of Quran, at the beginning of Surah Yasin. He's taking oath by the Quran. So you and I now know that for sure what he's about to say next is going to be very meaningful and powerful. You understand, Bajan? Right. What he's about to say next is very powerful. And what is what, what, what is he going to say next? Understand the background behind it. Bajan, in education we're taught, never say rude things to your, to your students. Even if your son or your student comes to you and he does something completely ridiculous, to utter words like, What's wrong with you? Why are you so dumb or stupid? Even Allah tells us not to do that. Don't, don't criticize in a nasty don't, way. Don't do that. Because if you, and the reason for that is, if you do that, what's, what can happen is that child can now start to believe that he's actually like that, right? He might start having this inferiority complex. Yeah, right. he's incompetent because parents keep on saying it. Keep on, well, what's wrong with you? Why can't you can't even do this? You can't even do that. You can't even do this. Your brother's like this, you know. But then I don't I think mean, we suffer from that anymore. You know, huh? we suffer. From, we suffer from the opposite. Too much confidence. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's yeah. true. Like parents, parents. I, you know, one day I was watching a parent drop off their child to school, and they were like, "Man, you are the best. You are the best." You're like so many praises. That guy's kindergarten man. Calm down. I don't know how good he is right now. Yeah, snowflake. You know? Snowflake yeah. millennials, you know, gotta yeah, keep on right. pushing them. But here's here's what Allah is the Prophet is living in Makkah, and you know, he's hearing from one from one angle, Majnoon, 
you know, majnoon doesn't just mean crazy. It means you're insane. Like someone calling you insane over and over and over, a lunatic over and over again. On the other angle, the echoes, echoes come kahim, magician, fortune teller, poet, insane. And he's hearing all these things. At the end of the day, this verse gives you the human nature of the Prophet ﷺ. He's hearing this. And of course, and he's also, a, they're also calling him lost. They're calling him lost, right? Mm. Calling him all these names. And finally, Allah reveals these verses. I swear by the Quran, Verily, you are from among the messengers. He puts emphasis. Don't, whatever they're telling you, I'm telling you are a prophet. You are rightly guided on the right path. I mean, this verse, it gives us so much comfort. How the Prophet himself, he was being battered from all corners. Allah came to his rescue and said, no, 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 relax. You are among a prophet, you're among the messengers. Don't worry about what they say. So this this Surah Yasin starts with a painful, you know, uh, realization that what the Prophet was going through when these people were saying he was a human. Sometimes you forget that he was also a human being. And calling someone names over and over and over again can have us, you know, it can have a mental strain on somebody. Imagine what he was going through, right? And that he has to go, and then Allah says, Inna So I love the way the surah starts. I, I, feel, like like, I feel like there's like a a Yasin, oh Muhammad, right? Then well, Quran Hakim, Allah swears by the Quran, which is all perfect, full of wisdom. So there's oath upon the Quran, which is the truth, and testifying, you know, of the Prophet Sallam's Prophet Mursaleen. He you, you are a prophet and you're on the right path, right? And the revelation that's coming to you is from Allah who's Aziz and Ar-Rahim. There's so much happening in those four verses, five yeah, verses. Exactly. So that's my it starts with that. Then, you know, the, the part of Surah Yasin that people, of course, the heart of Surah Yasin is the story of those three messengers that came and then the Habib Najjar and many narrations helping them out from You know, it, that whole Ruku talks about that. But there's one portion of the Surah that gets, people don't understand the full value, the full flavor of. And I want to explain that today, Bajan, if you don't mind. Okay? I like, I have, something, I have something to share. I don't want to take your, like, your chain of thoughts away from you. But go ahead. You go, you go ahead first. Go ahead, Bajan. I don't know if you remember, you know, when our father Abuji, when he when we would lead Tarawih, right? And we would come to Surah Yasin, right? He was always ready to listen to us, right? Yeah. He doesn't know the Quran memorized. He's a doctor, right? And he's a he's a Desi doctor. Desi <laughs> you know, Desi doctor. You know, those doctors that think they know everything, you know? <laughs> so he comes and uh he stands, he's that day, he always stands right behind us, but that day he's like 15 minutes before. And I, 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 I'm telling you, I saw him revise Yasin before coming. Like I saw him reading it, okay? He comes to Salah, he sits right behind us, and I'm start my Yasin, and I can hear my dad, our dad, repeating Yasin, and his old accent, right? He's reading Yasin, right? He's reading in the background. And I'm praying to Almighty God, who's got a little blurry on there. Can you move a little bit? Because your, your camera, yeah. And I'm playing to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I was like, I hope I don't make a mistake. Because my dad, well, our father would be so excited to correct. This is a dream come true. I got to correct my son in Salah. Like, this is it, right? And he expects us to know Yasin at least. And I'm telling you, this part is his favorite part. Because I heard him say it in Salah. Over and over again. Over and over. <clears throat> Guess what happens? I take a deep breath. And he screams out, I'm like, whoa, man, this is, 
We're not even, I'm not even stopping to make a mistake and he's correcting me. And I, and I feel like some people that know this surah, they, when the imam comes to Yasin, they're just waiting in the back. And that, the most nerve-wracking moment for me was reading Yasin in front of my dad because yeah, yeah. he knows it and he's ready to just get back at you. So I have this, I have this memory of Yasin with my dad. It's just unbelievable. And I, I'd like to have more of those memories, inshallah, with him. With inshallah, Apple. inshallah, inshallah. Yeah, so, I mean, Yasin is dear to everybody. So, Agbajan, the, the verses that that I want to speak about and just shine some light on that usually don't usually get ignored in the translation of Surah Yasin, you know, it, and it's it has a different meaning. And that's these verses that starts with It starts from there, okay? So these verses over here are about ni'mas. There, there's a literal translation to them, but there's also a metaphoric meaning to them. And the metaphoric meaning is so powerful. So I'm going to just say, if, just give me like three, four minutes. I'll just go over a couple of them. So it starts with Allah saying, Remember, Bajan, you know this as well, and the audience who's watching, whenever Allah talks about you know, this direct reality of something, there's also a metaphor to it. So if Allah is talking about al-ardul mayta, the, the, the dead soil, the dead earth, the metaphor of that is the dead heart. Okay? So he's saying, the example for them is the dead soil, meaning dead heart. Allah says that we revive the dead soil by the rain that descends from the skies, from the heavens. The rain, the metaphor of the rain is the wahi, the Quran and hadith. So Allah is telling us in this ayah that don't, don't be hopeless, even if your heart is dead, even if you can't do anything, right? Even if you're not motivated, just like there is hope for this soil to be revived again. All these ni'mas, all these blessings, all these vegetations that come out of this dead soil because of the rain that descends from the heavens, same thing can happen to your heart if you just allow your heart to listen to the truth. Just give it, just give yourself a, a chance. If you give yourself an opportunity to listen to those people who are watching, you never know that one word that might just change your life and then it will spark your heart and your heart will become revived and it will come to life and then when that heart comes to life, like that that soil that was dead, that had no benefit, now this heart that gets revived, it benefits itself, and it benefits people all around. Like it wasn't these, weren't these hearts dead? And then Allah gave this heart life. They were all dead. And then there Allah revived them. Um, you know, what? one thing I find, the Luqman Hakim saying, he says, Alaykum yeah. Read the remembrance, uh, be engaged in the remembrance of Allah, you know, and, and and praising Allah. Allah revives the dead hearts by by remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is you you said it accurate. Thank you. So What's, the next part, next part Allah talks about now, I, I just don't just, you got to stay with me on this one, okay? You got to stay with me. You already stay with I, me I, I want to interrupt you. I'm huh? going to let you take it. No, no, no. So Allah now talks about Yesterday we spoke about Siraj Munira. But then what was Siraj Munira? Who was that? The Prophet ﷺ. Allah said the example of, another example, a sign of Allah is the sun. Which the sun's example and metaphor is the Prophet ﷺ. Because his light is oh is inf is infinite, right? It's absolute. It never goes away. And the light of the moon is a reflection of the light of the sun. So 
Take now, just just try to put the thinking cap on for this one. This is so powerful. Allah is saying, and then a sign for them is a sun, and the sun is the Prophet. His light is always there. The light of the sun never goes away. But then the ummah of the Prophet is like Wal Qamar, is like the moon. And Allah says, and this ayah gives us so much hope. He says, the moon has different stages. It has a full moon, half moon, crescent. It sometimes, you know, you see the it's lit up in the sky, and sometimes you're struggling to see on the night of Eid. But sometimes well, the moon of Eid, which no one, no, which which is always debated. Yeah. Sometimes it the light of it dwindles so much, it appears like the old date stock, right? It's like you can't even see. It's like bent. It's like this. You can't even see the light of the moon. Meaning. You don't even realize that's the moon in the sky at that point. This is verse number 37, right? Verse number 39. Okay. 39. Okay. Now, the example of the moon is the example of us, you and I. We have different stages of Iman. Sometimes our face and our hearts are lit up fully with Iman. And sometimes it's half. And sometimes it's even less than that. And sometimes you can barely find it. But the hope in this ayah is even when that moon goes down to the crescent. It, it has the ability to revive again and become the full moon again. You see what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter if we're back to that small little crescent. But Allah is saying, you're, the example of a human being is like that moon. And you have the you have the raw material to come back and become that full moon again and reflect the beauty in the light of the Prophet ﷺ. We spoke about the light and the noon of the Prophet ﷺ and how he impacted the world. But then at the same time, he left this light and the Sahaba were a reflection of, of that light of the Prophet And the Sahaba were always like the full moon. But Jan, every person in the world, whether they believe in a God or not, can confirm and attest to the beauty of a full moon. You look at that full moon in the sky, you say, wow, beautiful. Anyone is attracted to the full moon. And that's why the whole world was attracted to the Sahaba and the companions. Anyone who looked at them like, wow, these people are amazing. Look at this man. He's walking while his while his servant is on the back of the donkey or the camel. Or remember the khatab. They didn't have to read about. They didn't have to make him speak. They were always brimming with full with the light of a full moon, you know. And because of that, they would just say, mithlana, just become like us, and that's it. Just <laughs> You know, this is a beautiful, beautiful poem about. I think our audience forgot to say vahva. This is vahva. So, I, let me finish. This is a beautiful analogy about the Sahaba, how they impacted the world. Just because they reflected the, the light of the Prophet and they were like the full moon, and anyone who looked at them saw them, their their worries and concerns would just go away. They would just go away. Just come see Imam Malik, come see Imam Shafi'i. They just come see Abdullah bin Mas'ud or Umar bin Khattab or Ali bin Abi Talib. Just see them, and they were just looking at them was so soothing. Looking at them made people change their lives. But Jan, I, I'm going to say this to you, and again, this is about Habib Najjar's story. Today. We became so selfish that the light that we had to reflect of the Prophet ﷺ so that the world could see 
how beautiful the Prophet is and how beautiful Islam is, because of our own selfish behaviors, we do not reflect that. And because we don't reflect that, we are not a means of comfort and solace to anybody else around us. People are leaving this world without kalima day and night. If we, I remember, this is, I'm a sinner. I'm a, I'm a, but then you know how I'm not a good guy. I'm a sinner. But honestly, sometimes I know, I know you're not a good guy. You're Allah, okay. but then, it's really it's Allah Mekbali says is door ki zulmat me har kal pereshan ko wo daag muhabbat de jo chand ko sharma de. Allah is door ki zulmat me har kal be pereshan ko wo daag muhabbat de jo chand ko sharma de. He say in this era of darkness, give every heart that is in distress and has anxiety that sparkle of love that light of love that will even embarrass the light of the moon what does that mean you know sometimes i've i've witnessed this in my own life one time i was standing at a restaurant in dearborn i and this is a true story this and i'm not even a good guy imagine how the impact of sahaba and i was dressed like this white clothes with my imam on i was standing in line for uh for food and this guy comes next to me dearborn? huh Dearborn? Dearborn, yes. The, the, the Muslim capital of the Arab Middle East, you're Muslim. <laughs> Dearborn? Dearborn, Dearborn. Yeah. So I was standing there, and this is the point that we have to drive home today. That's it. I think if we can understand this point. So I was standing there, and this person comes next to me, and he's and I'm just speaking to the the, uh, the one the person behind the, the table, like, hey, can you help me out? Just getting my food. Um, and then, so this person, he for some reason, he just wanted to have a conversation with me. He looked at me, he says, you know, Standing next to you brings me a lot of peace. I looked at him. I said, "Really? Thanks. Thanks for saying that." He's like, "Yeah, you just standing next to you comforts me." And I said, "It's not me. It's the fact that the clothes that I'm wearing, the the, the turban I'm wearing, is something that the most blessed and most uh, enlightened person ever on the face of the earth wore, and it was Rasulullah And he was a Muslim. I didn't know that. He's like, "Yes, Prophet Muhammad. You know that's why I looked at you and it brought me so much comfort." And then he started talking to me. He told me how he was feeling so suicidal, you know, in the last few weeks. That, wow. you know, when he was stood next to me, it brought him peace. And I said, why are you feeling suicidal? He had a Mercedes keys in his hand and he was ordering like $150 worth of food. And I spoke to him for a few minutes. I never got his name. He never got my name. But honestly, you hear this a lot. You hear this from people. If we can reflect the light of the Prophet ﷺ, just us being there could be a means of people changing their lives. Just us being there yeah. could help people. Before they die, they could say the kalima. But you know how hard, how difficult it was for me when I heard about Kobe's death, right? I mean, it really, we have a responsibility, man. You know, and it, it doesn't come with words. You don't have to say a word. If, if we become like that moon that's full, you don't have to be a great speaker. Musa salam could not even speak. How devastated were you when Kobe died? I mean, I was, I was already in quarantine before quarantine, honestly. You, you know, I was completely devastated, completely devastated. Where were you when it happened? I was in my house. I, was, I never left my house for a few days. Someone texted me, and then then no one texted me after that. They knew how, how devastated I was. So the reality is, but then honestly, the reality is we have a responsibility. And if we just reflect the light of of the nur of Allah and Rasul, and we move around with this and not be selfish in our own behaviors, us being around these people can bring comfort. Just like how you light up a lamp and it could bring light in the entire room when we walk in our presence, not because of who we are, but because of who we related with, who we're connected with. And it's it's a Prophet. And it's it, it is where the ummah of the Prophet Allah is saying, Don't worry about being biased. No, every single person when they look at the full moon they love it there's no such thing as 
looking at the full moon and saying, oh, what's wrong with this full moon? No, when you look at the full moon, you love it. You fall in love with it. At first sight, you fall in love with it. We could become those sisters and those brothers that if someone is feeling suicidal, if someone is feeling down, if someone is feeling in disbelief or losing conviction, they just look at us. They just look at us and they just, we light up their day. There are... It's like we saw what happened to you. Like, where did you acquire this this peace and this tranquility? And the response of these people were we saw people who were full of nur, light, brightness, and peace. We just saw them and their the, our eyes falling on them reflected upon us. Just that's all I, and I here's well, and here's here's my word of much speaking. There, there was just the company. There was no one there's no there was not much speaking. Today we have too much speaking and too less of reflection, man. Too too much speaking, too much content out there. So this is my you know, I my humble appeal to everybody over here. Let's reflect that if the Prophet's impact was that in the world, we could also have that same impact. That's what Allah says. Well, manazil, we could have that impact. You know, and, yeah. you know I, I, when it comes to like even impacting non-Muslims, Muslims too. Like, how many Muslims stop coming to the masjid because of us, mm-hmm. right? And how many Muslims have attract are attracted? And people always think it's about the speech and about the lecture. I, I'm telling you right now, I became a hafiz and a scholar. My parents' du'as and stuff, but a lot of it was influence of one of my teachers who played sports with me. Sheikh Nuruddin played hockey with me. I said, man, this guy's. He's a real deal, you know. Yeah. He impressed me not on the. He didn't impress me on the on the prayer mat. He impressed me on the turf. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course. You gotta impress people on this prayer mat in the masjid. Impress them on the court, and then you know you win their hearts and be sincere. And you know I love it when the um, youth coordinators of Michigan ask me these questions. Move this up. That's one side of it. The other side is if you're a Muslim and you have non-Muslims in your neighborhood, have you ever invited them to your house? Right? Like, yeah. have you invited them? I moved into a neighborhood here in Flushing, near, nearby Flint. All Trump signs, you know, Hillary for president, you know, and Trump for president. That was the signs when I bought my house, right? And I'm telling you, nobody would wave at me. Nobody. Did this, the, the signs had those accents or are you just saying in that accent? They, 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 they had them in their voices, you know, Trump, Trump, Donald the Duck, you know? You know, and then... And then what happens is when I move there, I'm, I'm standing outside waving at people and like, hey, but like, I'm like this, of course. And I'll, sometimes I'll be in my sports gear, you know, my sports gear, you know, extra large, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I would wave at them and stuff and nobody would wave back at me. Yeah. I never I never felt this humiliated in public. I have cars going by hell and nobody wave at me. You know, I would wave at the uncles, not the aunties. You know, if I wave at the aunties, the long, the long stare, the long, long stare. So I just, auntie would go by, you know? So when I would stay, when I would, when I noticed this, after a few months, my wife to my neighbor, um, I was traveling and my wife came up to me. She said that the neighbor who's 80 years old, this is a real story. The neighbor who's 80 years old had a brain surgery many years ago. Um, he hadn't come out in the backyard for multiple, many days. So my wife inquired, what happened? You know, what's, I don't see her husband. She says that he went to the hospital. He was going through some procedure and he can't come outside for the next few weeks. So my wife said, you know, would they mind if we take out, take some flowers, some cakes, some, you know, something and a, and a get well card. And I, and I was, I, I was traveling that weekend. I said, yeah, that would be a great idea. Move this up. That's all it was. That's all it was. If we, if we can be part of even the non-Muslims' happiness, 
and their difficulties, I'm telling you, it will transform their life. Maybe it might not make them Muslim, right? Because it is Allah that makes them Muslim. It's not us. But at least we can impress Islam on the people, right? And the, and the beauty of Islam, all the beautiful things that we're saying, all the beautiful things that we're saying, Muslims are hearing it. We're talking about it. We have to take it and embody it. Yep. Even doing COVID-19. You know, like, just, you know, how the Prophet ﷺ did it. Like, so many haters came against him, and he was able to make them radiallahu anhu radu'an. Like, how did he do that? Like, exactly, it, it reflects that concept of siraj and munir. Like, he was, a, he was a light in the lantern that continuously, you know, he always, he, he was a beacon of light. And, and, we, and so yesterday we spoke about him being that way, but Allah has given us the potential to be that way as well. And we all have to understand that, that, that this is our potential, and we have to reflect that light on people around us. We owe this to the community. We owe this to the world. Allah has made us Muslims. Allah has made us from the Ummah of the Prophet And that Habib Najjar story, we find that he had no business being there. He was not a prophet. There was three prophets going. He had no business being there. In the story mm. of the three messengers that came, he accepted Islam. And they went to, the, uh, to a village and they started calling them towards Allah. He felt a need that these are my people. I got to do something for them. I got to just convey the message, yeah. man. And he gets there. He he's, not a prophet. he's not even a prophet. He's not even a prophet. But he now he feels a responsibility to reflect that light that he just received. Whatever you got, make sure everyone else gets it as well. So he goes to that place and he starts calling them towards Allah. And they kill him. And when he dies, the first thing he says, Ya layta qawmi ya'lamun. Oh, I, I wish that. my people knew how great my Rabb is. Oh yeah. Even after he dies, he's after like, he dies. Yeah, later call me. I wish I, re I wish I wish my people knew the people that killed me, man. He's talking about them when he gets to Jannah. You know, the most powerful thing, Bajan, the most powerful thing is you know, we, we went to visit a, a person in prison after he was convicted, and he got a long sentence. And in our hearts, we were like literally doing badwa against the prosecutor, against the judge. And when we finally met him after a few weeks. We sat down in front of him. And the first thing he said to us is that for the last two weeks, I've been making dua for the judge by his name and the prosecutors by the name that Allah gives them hidayah. Allah I started crying, man. How can a person... Like the, this heart is just unbelievable, man. This is the heart that Allah wants us to have. It doesn't matter what happens around us. Yeah, we're going to cry after Kobe dies, but what did we do for people around us before they died? What did we do for them? Umar mm -hmm. al-Khattab would, would be... If someone he, he would say that even if a dog dies thirsty, I will be questioning, he will be worried about it. Imagine a human being. Allah, the reward of sympathy. On one hand, Allah gave Jannah to a lady who was a sinner based on the fact that she had sympathy for a thirsty dog. Bajan. On the other hand, Allah Uzibat Imra'atun fi Bani Israel. A woman of Bani Israel was punished Not because she didn't pray salah Not because she was a big sinner Because she had lack of sympathy And what sympathy towards what? Uzzibat imra'atun fi Bani Israel Fi hirra In the matter of a cat Rabatatha la hiya tarakatha Wa la hiya at'amatha La hiya at'amatha wa la hiya tarakatha Ta'akul min hashash al-ard She tied that cat to a pole of her house She never fed the cat nor did she release the cat so that the cat could eat on its own. Allah punished her for showing lack of sympathy towards that cat. Imagine what Allah will do to us. Where is our sympathy towards those around us? Where is our sympathy towards the neighbors? Where is our sympathy? And it starts with just reflecting the light. Oh Allah, 
You know that dua, Allah maj'alni nura, wa'an yamini nura, wa'an shimali nura, wa'an min fawqi nura, wa'an min tahti nura. Allah put nur in my heart, put nur on my right, put nur on my left. Put, Allah, just make make me nur all around me. You know that you know, you know that dua about how, what does he say? What's his uh, name? That one sheikh, he says, someone, some, he, one person was saying to him that, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in a relationship with this sister and I'm not married. So what should I do? And he said, make this dua that Allah puts nur on your face. Allah puts nur in your heart. Allah puts nur on your right. Allah puts nur on your left. Allah puts nur in front of you. Allah puts nur behind you. Allah surrounds you with nur. And that youngster said, Sheikh, I can't make that dua. The Sheikh said, why can't you make that dua? He said, my, my, the girl's name is Noor. Oh my God. <laughs> it's going to be an opposite reaction. If I make that dua, she's going to be all around me. He but said, Allah, la taj'al nura. Amami, la taj'al nura. He doesn't want my nur around me. But we make this dua, leave our house. Our presence could be a means of upliftment. Our presence could be a means of saving someone from suicide. Just sitting with them, talking to them. Our presence could be a means of making someone accept Islam. Our, so before we even, it's about react, before it's about actions and words. It's about saying like, you know, also understand people in the world are are really, I'm not going to say they're miserable, that's a very heavy word, but people are really, you know, they're eager to find peace. Yeah. People are looking for happiness. Yep. And if we call ourselves the people who are of Islam and we are the possessors of this peace, then why are we, why are we being selfish? Right, like why are we we're limiting it just in our homes and just even limiting within our families? Just go out. This is such a big nama. Absolutely, Bajan. And you know, you know I, I can, well, we should we should conclude by saying this. You know what the what the, the key point over here is? This is a, this is our hope. This is the hope over here. In a society with such less morals, even if you have small good morals, you will hmm. shine. Hmm. Even if you have a little bit, because very, it's very valid point. The whole room is full of darkness. Even a small flashlight, someone can notice you. So even if you do small, but in a room full of light, you have to do some extraordinary things to be noticed. In this world, especially in the Western world, we it's a world, it's a community full of you know selfish desires. Just your own. It's all about me. It's all about me. I'm gonna do what I. It's you know I'll do what I gotta do. You do. I'll do me. You do you. Top like that, right? I don't want that. I don't know what it means. You you sound cool when you say that. You're pretty. I don't cool. know what it means. It's a society. That's what it is. And okay. then now you bring a light. And you show some good, good morals, whether it's a smile, whether it's a gift, whether it's whatever small things, right? Then at that point, you will be noticed and you Allah will shine a light on you. And because of you, Allah can... You what know, do you recommend, Muftisab, as, as, a, as a, a beacon of light, someone that's in their community listening? How, what was one advice or two advice to the youth, to the adults? Like, how can we be the, those who possess the light and also share the light? Just one next, time, next time you're about to sin, remember... Your sin is not only affecting you by bringing darkness to you, but it's also affecting everyone around you. Because now that light that you possessed has dwindled. And now you're not only impacting yourself, but maybe now you are bringing darkness for the people around that needed light. Don't be selfish. You know, one story that you said at the Miftah conference, that was the story of, it was a Yarmouk, you know, where one person was tied up by Sabi Waqas. I'd like you to say that story in college. I'm sorry. I just want you to hear that story from you. You think you can say, you have time? It's to too late, but we'll say it tonight. Or tomorrow. You're joining me tonight? Inshallah. Inshallah. Muftisab, thank you so much. So you said just stop those sins. My, my advice would be good character. You know, be your best. Like, you know, rep, remember, you're not the son of some parents. Like, you know, sometimes I got to represent my parents. Sometimes I got to represent my school. Sometimes I got to represent my team. You got to represent Islam. You're like, I'm not really, you know, sometimes I go represent Miftah. Go to the Miftah gear, you know? No. We're not representing Miftah. We're not representing uh, Flint Islamic Center, MCWS, Unity Center, Dearborn Mosques, Kenton Mosques, Farmington Hills Mosques. 
We're representing Islam. Just when you walk out, think about that. Think about that sister. Think about that brother. Think about that young brother, like young boy, seven years old, eight years old who are watching. You're representing Islam. And you can change the lives of people. Yeah, absolutely. Man. That's absolutely. my absolutely. But it was beautiful. So we had some we had some uh, we had we had some questions over here quickly. And <clears throat> again, living in this country. We've we've noticed and we've since we re represent in this way, we've noticed that even when you cross a border and you're dressed like this and you're speaking this way, people have this sense of tranquility, man. They feel good around you, and so we want you to we want you to feel that. that every time you sin, it'll bring darkness and you can impact people in a negative way. So Allah make us among those who bring light to people around us. All those all those youth who are watching in, I want to give you guys, I want to give them kudos, Mufti Sab. Uh, I want to let them know that we love them. Yeah. All right. So if you're under the age of twelve. We love you a lot. If you above the age of 12, 14, we love you, but not the same. Something about the children taking out the time. And if you're an adult, we really appreciate you. You know, but it, you know, some parents have called me and said that it is our children that make us watch this evening session. Mashallah. Children, like we're, you know, they're, they're they're starting this Quran reflection. Dad, mom, let's sit down. So I want to really give a shout out to the parents, to the children. We love your children, and we pray that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala makes your children. Hi. Please be good to your parents And I pray that they will also enjoy the Quran Please tell your parents That you want to learn the language of Arabic So you can learn the Quran And if you wanted to be like one of us Who would you want to be like? Would you want to be like Mufti Abdurrahman or me? Like just, you know <laughs> Don't be like me Definitely I'm a full, I'm full of sins Mufti Abdurrahman is a good person But the reality is that we want to be like the Prophet Sallallahu Alright If you get inspired by us Don't try to be like us Be like the Prophet Sallallahu And his companions but that's what we want. We inspire, and it's, it, I'm telling you, it gives me so much pride when the kids are watching because you know kids need examples and they need they need the teachings and they they can take. And I, I really believe the second generation could be better than the, the generation. Really just just a couple of people had a couple of questions about Q and A. Inshallah, we'll have one night session. Hopefully, before the end of the end of the month of Ramadan, we'll have a Q and A. So some people are asking, are we going to continue this after Ramadan? Stay tuned till the yeah. last night. I, I, we haven't decided yet because. This is a this is over this is a little overwhelming you know I, I, it was it was fun in the beginning then it became challenging and now it's like you know every day we have to prepare something I love it but can you guys keep up with it can your families keep up with it we don't want to break the families every day we want to sit down at nine o'clock and listen to us um, but if you guys are excited about something after Ramadan um, Mufti Saab and I can we can plan something I, I have something in mind. So we have something in mind we'll do a well before the end of Ramadan we'll do a Q and A session for sure with our audience. We'll, ha we'll give you our um, schedule and itinerary you for what we're going to do. a night that there's no taraweeh right before Eid? Yeah, that night. That night, that night we can do an hour and a half it's session. The 30th night maybe. But we'll, we'll discuss that. But then we'll, let's not plan on the screen. But we'll have one for that. And then we'll have, we're going to have, stay tuned. We're going to have a beautiful dua at the last. As we conclude this Quran Reflections, we're going to conclude with a beautiful dua. We're going to have a guest come on. Inshallah, so he's going to make us all cry. Inshallah, it's going to be a beautiful dua. For, we have that plan. I don't want to cry off this up. I don't want to cry on screen. You have all to cry all my makeup shake up going to come off. <laughs> okay. And then yeah. and and then inshallah, then we're gonna have something after Ramadan. We'll keep you guys posted. Jazakallah khair. Um hopefully we'll see you at 1 a.m. Jazakallah khair. Make dua for us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum.